We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. Let's say you make it to the top. What's next? Relish in the glory of your accomplishments? Okay, sure, for a minute. But then you move forward. Take the 2021 Escalade. Cadillac's newest arrival is more than just a celebration of iconic luxury. It's the most technologically advanced Escalade ever. Because arriving is just the beginning. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Now this is Ram football right here. This is the Ram football. The lead comes over. Peters comes over. You get Sue. Brandon Cooks comes over. I mean, you guys are loaded. Yeah, yeah. I like it. What better place to do it in, in L.A.? It's one of the hottest teams in the National Football League. We're going to win games. When you got a running back like I do, you got a front seven like I do now. Ooh. That's kind of what makes us pros, man. We can handle change fast, you know. The Rams. The Rams. The Rams. Rampage. Radio. Radio. You're listening to Rampage Radio Podcast. Here are your hosts, J-Rob and Jay. J-Rob and Jay. What's good? What's good? Welcome to Rampage Radio Podcast. This is your boy Jay Rob right here. What's up, guys? This is Jay. Hope you guys are having a great week. What up, Jay Rob? How you doing, man? Man, I'm getting settled in. Still got some boxes laying around, but uh, I'm getting settled in. It's been a stressful week. Been uh, kind of, you know, when you have a two year old and then you move somewhere and all this stuff it's a lot going on but i managed to watch the rams game and that's all that matters to me yeah uh, that was a great game we'll get into all that here shortly um what was your week like tell me that it was good um just busy you know first real week i guess um being a dad and trying to go back to work and all that stuff so um other than that it was it was great to know that the rams are still playing good and um you know, the worst part of the week, I guess, was the fact that my Knowles had our Knowles, our, our Knowles, um, blew that game. And I had it won, but that's neither here nor there. Um, 
Appreciate you guys once again tuning in to the Rampage Radio Podcast. Be sure, as always, to go follow us on Twitter at Rampage Radio Pod and follow Rams Talk. Yes. At Talk Rams. Got them. One for one. Yeah, we're here. We'll see you at that last. Um, <laughs> and remember, we are on iTunes. So hit us up those five stars if you would. We, and by um, the way, we have gotten some more five star ratings, but, so, but not the actual reviews. So we have. A f- a f- I only seen one review. You gave that review? I gave that review. <laughs> of oh, course dude, I did. Out. Oh, my God. Okay. So, someone, uh, let's let's hook us up with a review. Definitely hit us with a five-star. Um, so, yeah. So, follow Talk Rams on Facebook as well. And check out Ramsock's website at ramsock.net. You'll find our podcast, other podcasts, uh, the, the Budding Head Show, which is awesome, and the Rams Talk podcast right self-titled sure self-titled makes sense and uh get yourself ready for these games get yourself ready for all the games for the rams and uh definitely exciting to, to hear what our our group has to say about the games and uh yes yeah, a bunch of good content man so we're just chilling here uh watching this giants eagles game man it just started and what we're going to be yeah and what we're going to be talking about you know we're going to recap seattle we're going to take a look at denver uh, take a look at some uh, QB play going on around the league, and of course, always easy money. And then we'll let you guys. Easy money had out. a big week, bro. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna have to touch on that. We're gonna man, have to pat ourselves on the back for sure. But first, that is the sound that my brother will be making sometime probably this week when I have to come out the pocket and uh, buy a drink. Sometime uh, here shortly, I'd say. Uh, yeah, so. Cooler heads prevail, wiser minds always rise to the top. Is that how the saying goes? But um, uh, maybe you should look that up. Make sure you didn't butcher that. <laughs> Clearly, yeah, that's not how the saying goes. But you're just mad because I won the bet. You're the you're the one who is over here singing how Seattle has no shot, and you thought that they were they were going to cover that 17 points, 18 to be exact. But you know who's counting. Um, <laughs> And unfortunately, the Rams, well, they weren't even able to cover the uh, the Vegas line, not so much for the line that you and I set. Right, so, yeah. But they got the win, most importantly, and I will be enjoying a nice, frothy, tall beverage this week. Thank you. No problem. I, I did go on record, even on the Seattle forums, and said uh, that Seattle had no shot. I did say that, no and shot. I still felt like that. Up to leading up to the game, knowing the Vegas line, I still felt really good about that. Knowing do you that feel was, that way, and do you feel that way right now? Uh, I feel like we had a chance to because no, 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 they, no. what you're saying, you think Seattle has no shot against us next time? If if we play them ten more times, you said no shot, like they they can't. Well, beat obviously, us. after that performance that just happened, I'm not going to say that anymore. Hmm. I think I really just. You you said it. you said that might be a little biased, but obviously the offense is hot right now, which they are, and they did it yet again, putting up over thirty points. But I tell you, I, I just under I just belittled the fact that we were in Seattle. The weather twelfth man was very much so in the game from the first snap. Oh, they they knew they had to be. I think that 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 it made them even louder, knowing that you look, man, we're 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 playing with a little team that's not quite as talented or healthy or, or they, they just didn't feel 
like uh, Seattle was was going to win the game. So what did they do? They were louder. They they were in the game and and um, they did a hell of a job keeping Seattle in that ball game. They did. Uh, Sa- Saquon Barkley for you fantasy guys just busted off like a thirty yard plus run. And now they're on the twenty in uh, the Giants territory with the Eagles winning seven to nothing. So uh, back to the subject at hand though. That the twelfth man played a role. They did. I mean, we had to call some timeouts in that game in spots where you typically don't call timeouts. Yeah. And Sean McVay has, doesn't strike me as a guy who doesn't know when to call timeouts. So it's not like, oh, a second year here at Coast, still trying to get a feel for the clock. Nah, the, the 12th man had a role there, and uh, it, it hurt the Rams, and it could have really hurt them had they needed those timeouts towards the end of the first and second half. You hate just not having those timeouts toward the end of the half. You know, you, you get the two minute warming. You, if you got a handful of timeouts, you can score from anywhere. But when when the crowd's causing you to to blow those timeouts early, then uh, it puts you at a, a disadvantage for sure. You're absolutely right. You want those timeouts because you never know what's going to happen at the end of a half. But it all ends up being tight, or something's going on to where you need to have at least one timeout. You know, you're better you're better off to have two if you can. But you know what, the Rams pulled it out. I was glad about that. Obviously, I thought the Rams could have scored early. Uh, they should have, but with a potential PI on Todd Gurley, that would have put him up seven nothing. It could have completely changed the complexion of the game early on uh, because you go up seven nothing against a high powered offense and you put their twelfth man more at a, at a quieter twelfth man. How is Seattle going to respond? And that's what you wanted to see, but we didn't get a chance to see that, and it's all hypothetical. But anyway. Uh, happy for the win. The injuries didn't really hurt us that much. I mean, they did enough in the secondary, which we'll talk about. But uh, it's I'm I'm glad we won. I'm yeah. glad we won. Yeah, I mean, as the saying goes, just win, baby. So they got the dub. You know, in, a, in six weeks from now, however long at the end of the year, no one's gonna say, "Oh, they only won by two. So you get the dub. Yeah, it's pretty clear that we are the leader in the division, and we're. Pretty much a lock at this point, knock on wood, to win the division. So all things are going well. Um, all right, so let's look at a few things from this game that, that kind of caught your attention. For me, you know, a, a unit for for Seattle that's been hated on and, and dogged by both of us, by the national media. Sure. Um, their offensive line came to play, and uh, they played a lot, heck of a lot better than I thought they were, and it allowed them to extend some drives and, and you know, score some points on us. What do you think about, about them? Well, I mean, I definitely dogged their offensive line, and I thought, well, the Rams' defensive run is going to get after Russell Wilson this week. And the main thing I was looking at last week uh, looking forward to this week, which I said last week for clarification, is that the linebackers need to contain Russell Wilson. And they did a pretty good job of doing that. But I tell you what, their entire offensive unit as a whole played a lot better than I thought. And they were able to, you know, contain Donald and Brockers and Sue for most of the game. It wasn't until the fourth quarter again that the defense decided to step up and get a couple of sacks, but that offensive line was moving people, and, you know, at the point of attack, and that read option play just destroyed our defense. Yeah, is there anyone else in the league that runs that read options better than Russell Wilson? No, no, he, he's 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 been doing that since college. I remember watching him doing that at NC State, 
and then uh, at Wisconsin, and then now he's brought that to the league. He he seems to always know when to get down. He never gets hit hard. He makes. Never, I don't think I've ever seen that dude take a like a, a shot. He just knows how to play the position, man. I mean, here we are singing his praises, but without him, if they had an average, just you know, Joe Blow quarterback. Like Traverius Jackson, anyone <laughs> who they used to have, yeah, it was well, he, terrible in Minnesota. Well, he was and bad, but if you if you look at that team, Hasselback, okay, but that's, that's a better example. But looking across the league, if if they had a, a just a, a normal quarterback, Andy Dalton, okay, okay, okay. what does that team look like with Andy Dalton instead of Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson brings a whole different element to that offense. And, and man, like I said, looking at this game, it allowed that offensive line to set on their blocks and allowed them to move. And, you know, they compete their ass off. Dude. You got to tip their cap. Oh, the running backs ran downhill all game long. Yeah. And luckily, we had uh, Mark Barron on there, who was actually my rim on the radar this week. Glad he's back. Man, that dude freaking, you better strap it on. You better strap it on when Mark Barron comes at you downhill. No doubt. Uh, because that dude was laying the wood. But I tell you what, Chris Carson and, you know, Russell Wilson alike and their other running back who I can't remember off the top of my head that uh, he ended up getting injured, actually. Uh, you know, th- those guys ran downhill. They ran hard. They didn't turn the ball over, which was going to be a huge part for Seattle yeah. to give the ball to the Rams. And they they kept their offense off the field a lot. Uh, the, it, the time of possession kind of swung towards their favor early, but ended up balancing out. And uh, I tell you, it, you know, again, like you said, that offensive line was, in, they were grooving. They were able to make their blocks, but we did not blitz a lot. We did not blitz at all. Well, I don't think that was kind of the game plan going into it because maybe a little bit more. I think Russell maybe Wilson a little bit hurts more. you on the blitz. What is, what's that? I think Russell Wilson kind of hurts. He's his guy you don't, you don't want to blitz a whole lot. Because if he gets not. through, then he he's loose for for maybe 25. not, but it, it and maybe the score would have dictated this game. If the Rams would have went down and scored seven, I would not have been surprised if Wade would have sent more of the blitz to test that offensive line that early. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, but it didn't end up that way. And when they lined up in the shotgun with the running back Carson or you know whoever was back there, the other dude who I said I don't remember who yeah. I should look up. Let's bring it up but again. That guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Whoever was back there, whenever they lined up in the shotgun and they did the draw, they gained positive yards every time they touched the ball. And another thing as far as their offense goes is is how many big plays that, that we give up. I mean, if you listened last week, I felt like, you know, it's a pretty obvious answer here. The only, only way that, that Seattle could, could beat us is if they hit on a bunch of big plays. And once again, the, the one guy that, that we couldn't let get loose, lock it. He was running all over the field. <laughs> he's the one that beat Peters. And it, yeah, he made Peters look really bad. But um, and it's 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 concerning. You know, we we thought this this defense would come in and really be shut down. Um, they're giving up big plays, and and uh, you look you saw it in the Minnesota game. You saw it in this game. I don't think that we're getting a ton of ton of good work out of our defensive ends. I think our tackles are playing well, and then secondary, which you, you looked at it as a strength of this team, you know they they've kind of been bullied a little bit, and that's they have. It's, it's concerning. And they have, and it is concerning with the corners, and not to mention, you know, Lamarcus Joyner and John Johnson are back there, daggum yelling at each other, uh, and I don't. You know, when I told you that before the podcast, you're like, good. That's a good thing. I don't, I, that's not concerning me. You know, that's just, I think that's just football. 
Yeah, and, and those guys are class acts, both of them, and they both have good heads on their shoulders, and they're both good players. And for whatever reason, they missed an assignment, or maybe maybe Marcus Peters did get beat one on one. You have to go back and really study the play to see what the Rams were running right there. But Tyler Lockett just kind of blew it open. I mean, the dude was everywhere: return game, receiving game. You know, the guy can run. So it's like, let's not let Peters go one-on-one with him if we're not going to have help over the top. You know what I'm saying? So that really hurt us. Uh, and, and quite frankly, yeah, the corners... Yeah, but you think that, that, you think that he'd be able to, to man him up. Well, I mean, come on. The only way that he can beat you is if he gets behind you, okay? It's, don't let him get behind you like that. He, he got caught looking in the backfield, and then he got burnt. That's what happened. You know what? I'm going to take the moment right now. Let's listen to this Marcus Peters clip and see what he has to say because he talked about his 100% health. And uh, let's take a listen. Are you feeling 100% after you entered your Why you ask that? Because I'm not sure. I don't know. Why you? What, what made you ask that? Because. No, I feel hella good. I, okay. uh, coach wouldn't have let me go out there and play if I didn't feel good. Um, yeah. Yeah, but there's a difference between feeling good and feeling maybe 100%. Which one would say I feel 100 percent? Yeah, I do. Feel 100 percent. I feel like I if it woke up the other day and I was like, yeah, I feel like Marcus Peters every day. Can you break down maybe a couple of plays like the touchdown to Tyler Lockett? Maybe what you saw in that play? I got beat. I got to keep my eyes on there. You feel me? Um, can't say nothing else about it. That <laughs> joke was hilarious to me. If you look at that dude's face at the very yeah. beginning of it. That's not good. <laughs> well, so what do you think? Tell me what you thought. All right, you ready? I am ready. We're going. I roll with this. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> roll with it. Yeah, no, no, no. I didn't catch that. Um, that jump was hilarious. If if you watch his face, like you said, that that the best part is he goes, "Why you ask that?" And it's clear that he caught her. Like he put her in the corner, bro. Whipped her like a dog. Right that. She's like, "Why you ask that?" So, but, um, we all know why he, she was asking that because we don't know if he's a hundred percent. And I think it's pretty clear he's frustrated or else he wouldn't have been that short. Um, but he's the man. That shit was Personality hilarious. dude. A gangster. He is. I freaking a- love it. I love it, dude. I love it. And that's, you know what? You got to have a guy like that on your squad. Yeah. He's because a true, true I, corner. He is. And mainly because. Manly. Manly. Mainly because you got a guy like Tlaib who can help keep that dude in check. Even if he's hurt, he's still going to keep that dude in check So with, I just, with his actions. I want to wake up and feel like Marcus Peters does every morning, 100%. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but you know what? That That's going to be a point that we're going to look for in this upcoming game against Denver. But this game, he was not very good. So that's two games in a row where he's had some issues and had some problems. I still I'm not hitting the panic button on Marcus Peters. No. Like I'm not of course I hate that he got beat by Mike Williams and now Tyler Lockett. So and he actually got hurt on the Mike Williams play, you know what I'm saying? Or after that game. So I'm not like crazy concerned. I mean he's freaking Marcus Peters. There's plenty of proof of what he can do, what we saw in Kansas City. And right now the secondary is just beat up. Well, yeah, I think that you you just if if you don't see that he's not his hundred percent self. Uh, it's pretty clear you're not paying attention. So, um, I think you're gonna. I think you're just gonna get that though with him. You're gonna get him missing on some plays like that because he he's a gambler out there. You saw it on on the first game of the year when he jumped that route in Oakland. You know he's reading the quarterback's eyes and um, 
you know, he just sometimes it, it pays off and he jumps a route and sometimes yeah. he, he guesses wrong and he gets hit with a double move. So I think that's this his style. And Sounds kind of like uh, Janoris Jenkins, who the Rams used to have. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I think Peters will end up being better than Janoris, obviously, for the Rams. But um, yeah, no one's panicking right here. We're good on Marcus Peters. He'll probably have a really, really nice game. Uh, the weather might help him this week with it being snow, but... Um, I will say this. He did almost have another pick. He almost had his second pick for the year. Exactly. When t- this game, when Corey Littleton, he tipped the ball up and Marcus Peters had jumped the route. Yeah, he was there. He, he was paying attention. He was he was doing Marcus l- Peters things every morning. Feel like he normally does. And he was ready to make that big play. Yeah. Well, you know, they're going to have to make big plays this week, too, because, uh, you know, we're going to get into it more. But Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas are no joke either. You can't freaking. Uh, those guys are good players. Uh, but anyway, we will talk about that. I want to talk about the linebackers real quick. I did just mention Corey Littleton, who has been a great player for the Rams so far. Uh, but Marcus Barron, man, that guy, like I said, came back and he was ready to play. Dude was ready to play. The Achilles looks good. Uh, physically, he's a monster. And then, but you didn't have a whole lot of pressure from the outside linebackers. No, again. And no. when the Rams have been the top team with pressures up until this past week. Yep. So I, I'm not panicking yet on that either. I'm not. I'm not in a position or say to say, all right, we need to start sticking other guys in there or all oh, we need to go get a free agent. Uh, I'm not there yet. I mean, because this defense, there's a fumble on the one yard line Jeez, of a Thursday the, night game. The, the Giants just went are down. getting embarrassed right now. And uh, they luckily they recovered their own fumble on the one with uh, six minutes left to go in the first down seven three. Uh, I think they're I gonna know you, the score. I don't know if we have to announce the score. They're gonna know it <laughs> when this comes out. They're gonna uh, know the score. Well, we're in the moment here, live on live <laughs> in the moment. This is so. If, we, if I announce the score for people like my brother who are be like, "Oh, we already know the score." <laughs> Sorry about it. All right, yeah, but I tell you what, um, the score for the Seattle game was brilliant. For me and uh, the uh, linebackers. Eh, more for me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it is. Uh, but the outside linebackers, like I said, I'm not really concerned about at this point. How do you feel about those guys as a, as a group? What, you know, what, well, what are they I, doing? I, right I don't now? think they're doing, I don't think they're doing a ton. Um, I, 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 like we were saying earlier, I think the strength of this defense is in the middle. Those D tackles and, and the way Littleton's playing well up the middle for the linebackers. Uh, I wish we could get a little bit more out of John Franklin Myers and, and maybe he could. Help this defense. I don't think we're getting a ton from the edge guys. And, you know, I'm really not surprised. Um, we kind of knew that coming into the season that you that lose was Robert probably going to be. Yeah. You, you lose Robert Quinn, who's more, you know one of your better guys there. And I'm not shocked that we're struggling to to get sacks. But we're, we're you can't be elite everywhere. So I think we'll be right. fine. I think Wade will kind of dial us up into some good blisses here moving forward. And like I said, no panic button. We're still in great shape. But uh, we, we'd like to see some some more some more big plays out of those guys. So another uh, storyline of this this game is outside of Seattle and the Rams, the players were the officials, man. What, what are your thoughts on, you, you mentioned earlier, the play that Todd Gurley should have got a penalty on. And you look at those two big hits, Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks took licks. They weren't even called penalties. And um, that kind of became a national talking point for this weekend. So, you know, officiating was not not on, on the Rams side this Can week. Can I ask you a question first? Has the officiating been up to par, in your opinion, 
this entire season from what you've seen on ESPN, NFL Network, and even yesterday or this past weekend? Uh, I think that, you know, this they've created a lot of buzz with all these late hits and tackle, protecting the quarterback and you know, they own, it's their own damn fault because they set the precedent. If, I, if I'm focusing on the Cooks hit here, in, in what world is that not a penalty where all these other tackles and targeting penalties have been assessed throughout the NFL this, this year? So how is that not a penalty? He clearly laid right into his head. It was, it was one of the worst and it didn't get flagged. It was, yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, that was, that was pretty bad. I don't know. I kind of, for me personally, being in the position I am that I say every time being a professional umpire or official, a lot of these calls are judgment. And when they, and I'm going to take the Sean McVay route here, dude, I don't think anyone's an anti-official. I know you're from your position. You see it totally different. It's no, it's not easy. People that it's are anti-official easy. dude. People, no, 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 they I'm, blame games and stuff all the time on officials. Right. Okay. I, I misspoke. I meant to say that. No one in this room is that way. Okay. okay. You're absolutely so right. I, I'm not, no one's going to, people who blame officials for wins and losses are just stupid. So, well, I wouldn't say they're stupid. Some of them are warranted because, again, you you have really bad judgment sometimes. And no one in this room, but I, I'm just saying, fans in general, there are a lot of people who will blame a win or a yeah, loss. But every on time, officials. every time that you want to blame a, a win or a loss, most notably a loss on officials. There's probably a million other spots in that football game that they had full full chances to capitalize on. Sure. So, so, so it just doesn't make sense to blame it on the officials. Uh, and, unless, you know, it's just random plays like the one uh, in Green Bay with Dallas when that the, the play to Des Bryant. Like that oh. one call like changed the whole game. So that's maybe the one situation. But otherwise... Um, and yeah, those are these, few. Those those calls right there are, are few and far between. You have that one, and then the most recent one was probably the Clay Matthews hit. You know that that lost in the game, basically. Huge. Uh, so you do have those, and I think everyone is saying we need to kind of lean towards reviewing, being able to review some of those penalties. And if you're gonna be ticky tack on certain whether the helmet went helmet to helmet, and you're not sure you're going to throw the flag and on a big yardage situation or it doesn't matter the situation you're tacking on yardage you know if you're going to do that you should be able to review it uh and that's just my humble opinion but i am going to take the sean mcveigh route which is you know what these guys they, they in the moment it is very difficult to make bang bang decisions on a lot of plays it is that's just the way that the game goes because you're talking about the best athletes of the world competing at a very high level and so I think that you just say, hey, listen, we may agree with some, we don't agree with some, but at the end of the day, it's either going to be what the NFL has wanted to implement with officiating or it's not. And they're going to get scrutinized. They're going to get, you know, people are going to, they're going to lose fans because of it. It's already happened and it will continue to happen if people aren't satisfied and pleased. I mean, that's just how it is at the end of the day. Well, you're not, first of all, you're not going to please anyone. I totally agree with that. Or everyone, I should say. Um, but it's it's interesting how these rules have changed the game. We were watching this uh, this Eagles Giants game opening kickoff. Uh, the Giants guy returns it fifteen yards. He gets flipped up, lands on his elbow, and the ball falls out. Clearly, he was down. And we all saw that. I saw it. that. Yeah. So you know, but but you saw how do the, how do the referees handle that? The referees let the let the play play out, and then decided that. Oh, uh, we're going to review it. Even though, you know, two, three years ago, 
you know, they're running in there waving it dead because he was clearly down. So I don't know. I, I don't love how this is this is going to where we just let everything happen until we review it and it didn't happen. So I, I don't, you know, it's just taking some getting used to. And I think maybe they've gone a little bit too far on, on the whole letting re- review thing. So, but, but I, well, I agree with you with this. You said no matter how one call comes or goes, one way or the other, there were plenty of other times in the game where they missed calls and they got ones that weren't there and these teams both had opportunities to do something. And I agree with you, man. And this game was no different from that. Uh, Seattle had a couple of tough calls at the towards the latter part of the game. The DJ flo- Fluker hold, it, w- it was a hold, but that's the type of penalty that you cannot have in that situation, which is uh, able to allow the Rams to continue to have possession. But officiating or not, you know what? The guys have to go out and play the game, and they're there to do their job uh, just like the officials. So um, I'm just glad that that ended up panning out well for the Rams at the end, um, and that's what we're kind of looking out there. Let's talk about this division, though. With the Rams winning this game, a very tough game you know, in Seattle, my 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 boy, my second boys in the division, who I want to be second, the Cardinals, they won a game. They won. Yeah. And uh, Josh Rosen seems to have kind of given the offense a little spark a little bit. Don't know what's going on with Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, I think there's a lot of things going on. I don't think it's age at all. Still, I think the guy's very talented and he's still a stud receiver in the league. I mean, he may not be getting the targets and the looks, but the guy's still a good player. But, uh, you know, they won. And then obviously you have uh, San Francisco. Uh, <laughs> they're the bottom feeders now. They're, I mean, they should. They should be. Yeah, dude. It's every everything else changes when you lose a player like that for that team. So, you know, I, they they still got a chance to to finish not last, but I still think that uh, no playoffs. Seattle, How about that? No, no one's making the playoffs <laughs> in the division of the Rams. I mean, it's, it's it, you think that all right, all right. Based upon what we saw last night, you said no team's going to make the playoffs. You know, with uh, only the Rams. You just said that. So, do yes. you think you're basically saying you don't think Seattle has a chance to win the win a wild card spot? No, I don't. I mean, they're two and three. They still have a lot of issues. I think you know somebody else is gonna is gonna win a wild card spot. So, and I hope they do because Seattle's terrible. And well, uh, you think about it. You got the NFC North. You know, the Bears, Packers, Vikings, Detroit. There could be two from that division. Make the wild card. Man, who, who thought Detroit was going to be playing as well as they are? I mean, Detroit and Seattle have the same record at two and three. So I guess you could say they both have a, a better chance, uh, a decent chance. And looking at it now, I mean, the Eagles, they're two and three. Dallas is two and three. I mean, so I guess they're in the mix at two and three, but I, I feel they're like... They're no doubtably in the mix. I mean, as you just said, the Eagles, who were expected to be a for sure a contender, you know, they're not playing that great. And, you know, they have a losing record. They're playing good tonight. Yeah, they are right now. They're up 14 to three with a minute left in the first after a uh, rushing touchdown. But I tell you what, at the end of the day, like I said, man, anybody's game and Seattle's not out of it by any stretch. Now, they have a tough stretch coming up here well you could argue that they are going to benefit because arizona and the niners suck so you're going to play those that's four games right yeah. there well yeah so totally. if you go right. four you. No against those two teams then you know that's it gives you a better chance if you look at we were talking about the lions lions are going to have to play packers bears and vikings a lot so that's three yeah, tougher but dude, games yeah, but the packers have been 
hit or miss. Yeah, but Aaron, yeah, the but Bears have Aaron been Rogers, hit or miss. Aaron of Rogers. course, they got Aaron Rodgers. I would take the Packers over the Bears. And then, I mean, you've got teams that there's they're still trying to find their identity somehow. It seems like in Week Five. I mean, the, the high scoring offense that we're having, which is obviously what the league has wanted for years, it's happening before our eyes. Yep. The offense reigns. This is an offensive league now. Although personally, I love defense. It's an offensive league and you got to adapt to it. And, uh, the defenses are still trying to figure it out. So that's why the divisions, of, of course, there's injuries. I mean, we know that, but the divisions are kind of wide open except for the Rams primarily. And, uh, you don't know what you have in, in, in Philadelphia. You don't know what you have in Green Bay. So I think Seattle still could have a shot. I hope they don't. But based upon how they played us, if they play like that, they're definitely going to have a shot because they that was probably their most complete game that they played to be able to play with the Rams. So, all right, we're going to take a break and uh, we'll come back with you guys. Thanks for listening to Rampage Radio Podcast. You're listening to Rampage Radio Podcast. Welcome back to the Rampage Radio Podcast. Thanks always for checking to it. Uh, make sure you go follow us on Twitter at Rampage Radio Pod. So this week, big game in Denver. Might be cold. Will be cold. Should be cold. Will be cold. Okay. It will be cold. I'm looking at the, the weather right yeah, but now. Wait, wait, wait. How cold is 32 degrees? It's, well, it says a high at 27. Oh, really? Right now? High at 27 on Sunday. With an eight mile per hour wind and a oh. uh, chance of rain slash snow sitting at seventy percent right now. All right, can I just say that I'm that worries me a little bit off the got off to the, because of kicking. Our kicking it actually might help our San, game. I don't our know, dude. Santo, I don't know. Santos was good. He did miss that extra point, which could have really cost us uh, the game actually because uh, Seattle lost by two. And if he makes that extra point, they have to kick and make the field goal, and we would have lost had they had done that. But uh, he was okay. I mean, I'm glad he made them. But that were eight mile an hour wind and snow. That's not easy to kick on, dude. That's almost like your boy Janikowski kicking on dirt. Hmm. Yeah, um, it's interesting. You look at the LA's total, total. You know, Cali team, warm weather. They got to go up to the mountains. Yep. And play play in the in the frigid snow. And you know, I think that. How about the elevation? Well, that's going to play effect too. Obviously, um, I think that's going to play a role. Uh, I hopefully it won't be too snowy during the game. Um, you look at this team, and you know, even though it's a West Coast, outside LA warm weather team, I think they have the players that they would actually succeed in a, in the snow type game because you know they can be physical up front. And they got Todd Gurley, so if it comes down to it, I think we'll be all right. And it's really important to get Todd Gurley going. Why? Because Denver is 30th against the run so far on defense. They're allowing 139.6 rushing yards per game. This is a game where you get that dude going. Uh, I've, I'm not going to complain because we're putting up over 30 points a game. But I feel like Sean McVay kind of has gotten a little pass happy. And I'd like to see him really get Todd Gurley through the tackles and swings and the jet sweeps back in there because this is a defense that you can do that against. They're not like great at one position. Of course, you have Von Miller who is there and Danny Trevathan, who I've always really liked. But, 
you know, overall, they're a pretty good squad. I mean, they're 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 the record doesn't say that, but they're uh they're a pretty good squad. And this is a week again where you get Todd Gurley going for sure, no question. And uh, I think Denver's always been kind of a tough place to play. Um, it's a good crowd, like you said, the elevation plays a role. Um, and if the weather's like that, I think that it's going to be it'll be tough. It'll be tough for the Rams to go in there and get a win. Um, let's look. Let's look on the other side of the ball with with. Uh, the Denver's offense. How do you think that their offense is going to attack the Rams? I don't think it's going to be. There's no question that it's going to be through the air. Yeah. Well, weather that, permitting. E, e, yeah. Even then, I think they're going to still attack us through the air because our secondary has not been great in the past couple of weeks. Just haven't. And uh, with guys, again, like I mentioned earlier, you know, Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas, those guys are Good players, and even Cortland Sutton, who you remember we talked about him during the draft, who went in the second round. Well, where'd he go? Denver. So a guy like that, too. Those guys are good players. And the Rams have the corners, and the Kale Roby Coleman, Troy Hill showed up last last week, but made a bonehead mistake by trying to body slam and suplex a wide receiver 15 yards. Yeah. And, you know, he makes those type of stupid decisions sometimes, but he's been playing well, too. So... I don't know, but it's definitely going to be through the air. And you know for sure they're going to test this with the run now that Seattle has kind of, you know, shown teams that they, we can be ran on. So that's how I look at it early on. And uh, their receivers are good. Like I said, Case Keenum, X Ram, they want him out of there. Well, he doesn't scare anybody. I mean, he's no, just. No, he doesn't. He's, he's Case. Yeah, he's. He's just a he's a nice player. He got on a great streak last year with the Vikings, but um I don't think the Rams are, are worried about him. I definitely don't think they're worried about him, you know, beating him deep. So I think they'll they'll in this situation they'll they'll sit on some under routes and, and I think I think the Rams defense is gonna bounce back this week. I really do. I, I think that they're gonna be motivated by watching this film. They've been they've been they know that they're they're highly thought of. They know that they're supposed to have a great year. And uh, quite frankly, they just haven't done it yet. And I think that, you know, this is a good opportunity for them to go on the road, you know, get into some weather if the weather plays a role like that and, uh, you know, be physical and, and, and win the game. I think that uh, you could be right as well. Um, I think Wade is seeing the flaws where we're missing some assignments. It's not like we're missing tackles. I mean, we have missed tackles, but it's not like the fundamentals are not there because Sean McVay preaches on fundamentals and being fundamentally sound and executing. You know, that's a big deal of who he is as a coach. And that obviously corresponds with what the players have been doing. So it's not like we're missing tackles and things, but this defense, I think, could bounce back as well. Uh, I think Marcus Peters is going to play again. I don't know why he would not because he has been the past two weeks. Uh, but you can't get beat deep. Can't get, you know, keep getting beat deep. And Emmanuel Sanders can get by you. You know, a guy like that, even Demarius Thomas, if you try to jam him at the right line of scrimmage uh, and you whiff, he can get by you. So it's not like these guys can't get open because they can. And I think the same is going to be said for Denver's defense, especially if Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks end up playing. They don't have the cornerbacks to match up man-to-man, and obviously no team that the Rams have played so far do. So I don't think there will be anything different this week in that regard either. Um this may be a game where all three of them get at least 80 yards. Uh, like we saw two weeks ago when they got all, when they all three got over a hundred. But uh, at the end of the day, like I said, man, 
uh, that offense over there, they're they're sound. They have good players, and their offensive line is playing pretty decently well right now. Yeah, I'm excited about the matchup. I uh, I can't wait to watch this team bounce back. And even though they got a win last week, I think that I think Denver's just kind of ripe for the picking. I don't think they're that good. Um, I, I think that the Rams have a very good chance of going in there. And establish and Tiger, like we said, and uh, getting getting us off to a win, man. So um, let let me go ahead and get a score prediction from you. Give it to me right now. Broncos Rams this week. A score prediction. I'm gonna go thirty three mm. to seventeen. Jeez. Okay. Wow. All right. So you think the Rams are gonna? Really get it. I really think they're going to bounce back on defense. Yeah. I, I agree with you uh, 100%. And again, you said Case Keenum doesn't scare you. No, he doesn't. Uh, but that running game, that running game is very good. It's very, very good. They're third in the league with, you know, rushing 137 yards per game. And so it, this is a week if they are going to bounce back, the Rams being that is, they better bounce back against the pass and the run. And be ready to stop those running backs because that running rushing attack is violent. They run very hard, and that this is a week where you want Mark Barron. This is a week where you want him, and so uh, that's that's what I kind of think. The score is I think thirty three seventeen. What do you got? Um, I'm I'm gonna take the Rams twenty four fourteen. I, I think this is kind of a lower scoring, uglier game. Uh, and I, like I said, I think the Rams defense. Get some of those, those you know secondary issues figured out. Play play physical, and you know I think they kind of shut down the Denver in this game. So twenty four fourteen. But let me ask you this: Okay, given the elements, we know what they could be. Have the Rams given us any indication of why they would not score at least thirty points? No. Now, my question is: Is this weather going to be that much of a factor for this team? Yeah, and maybe that's what I'm assuming that it, that is the weather is. I don't know when I see the weather report. Uh, seventy percent snow. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't see this team. I don't. I just hard to me imagine this team just going up there and just slinging it around when it's if if it's snowing really bad. So if it snows in the morning and it's fine by the afternoon, but it's just really cold. I mean, I I think they're they'll they'll be fine. They might score more than twenty four, but um, I, I don't know. Something it. about playing this this team in a, in a cold weather environment. Yeah, it's. I just think it changed things a little bit. That's all. Uh, and I understand that, and you could absolutely be right. I just, they haven't given me personally any reason to believe that they're going to score less than that just because of how wide open receivers are and how open Gurley is with checkdowns. Uh, so, and until I see people figure out how to stop this offense, cold weather or not, now if it's thick snow, like crazy thick, and you can't see nothing hardly, okay, makes sense. I get it. Right. But if it's just drizzling snow and it's cold, this team should put up 30 points. I mean, they they should. And so that's what we've come to expect. That's become the norm for this team. And uh, this week comes as no different. Well, I tell you what, guys, you know what time it is yep. based upon the music because we've been using that music the entire past Easy Money segments for, what, last three weeks maybe? You picked that music. Of course. And uh, so you Damn know what time song. it is. It's time yeah. for the Easy Money. Uh, Jay, what you got for us this week? Wait, right. wait, wait, wait. Let's look at last week yeah. first. Let's kick it off uh, by starting talking about last week. Uh, had a great week. Yeah, we did. Went four and one. Um, nice. So you had last week we had the Rams, which was our only only miss on the week was the Rams. Uh, minus seven and a half for Seahawks. They didn't cover. 
Uh, they won, most importantly, and I got a, 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 some beer out of it, secondly. Yeah, that's great. Uh, number two, we had Arizona versus the 49ers. Zona got it done. They went in there, played pretty good. Um, without Garoppolo, I think the 49ers just, they're just not very good. And they don't, I think they, they know that they don't have a chance long term. I know the professionals are going to do all that, but it's got to affect them to know that. Okay, we're not going to win the division. I mean, Beathard, he's played decently well, but he obviously he's no Garoppolo. Yeah. So I mean, we all know that. That's nothing new. Uh, next game, Cincinnati minus six and a half. I was kind of worried about this one. Rightfully so. <laughs> uh, Miami was ahead, what, 17 to three, I believe, or 17 nothing. And um, and then you have the, uh, the Bengals come all the way back. And uh, win that game, cover that spread by ten points. Oh. And finally, oh, I'm sorry. Geez. The next next game we have um, Steelers minus three versus Atlanta. That was a route. Atlanta sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I said this is a week where the freaking big man's going to do big 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 yeah. Ben things, and he definitely did that. Uh, oh, he was James a- Conner was all over the place, but I mean the dude. I mean he's obviously not Le'Veon still, but the dude got a breakout game. So yeah, had a great game, and, and Atlanta's defense is just awful. So well, they've uh, lost like everybody. Yeah. Almost. Oh, they, they've been they've been hit with injuries as much as anyone. I don't know if I've seen anything like this before, but they're looking, losing starters on every level. Um, so the the Steelers had a great, great offensive game. Atlanta's offense is playing good, putting up thirty plus points every game. But you can't. They tackle, are playing good. You can't tackle anybody. You can't win. So, uh, and finally, the last game. Steve Sarkeesian. He's doing doing pretty good. He's doing his job. That That's dude was doing. taking some heat, boy. Yeah, he's taking some last sh- year he was he took a lot of heat for Probably that. Probably taking some shots too up in the in the in the in the box. <laughs> Maybe you can join him this week. So when I when I pay for your your drink, go up there. He's getting after. <laughs> uh, and then the last game was the Giants versus the Panthers that you called. You thought the Giants were going to win that game outright. Um, they did not win the game outright, thanks to Garoppolo's 63-yard bomb to win the game. You saw oh, that. Oh, Garoppolo's back? <laughs> Garoppolo, sorry. Gunno. <laughs> Damn it. I love you, Gunno. Um, that was a freaking moonshot on that kick, dude. My goodness. <laughs> um, I would have had that, though. I mean, I still covered, yes, I got it right, kind yeah, of. Yeah, but if you were, you could have you been a giant straight up. I if I did say that they would win. I remember saying that they could win. And I remember you saying, so J-Rob thinks that they could win. I mean, even, you know, you said, you, I think they could, I don't know. I'd have to go back and listen to it. You said that you think they were going to win. Either say we that. said that during the podcast or we talked about it at some outside of the podcast, but it was a good call. Take the spread and they won. All right. So this week, nice. Um, Rams, Rams versus Denver, seven points, man. I'm not crazy about this line, but um, they've Rams have covered every week except one, so I feel pretty good about them this week. So Rams minus seven at Denver. What do you think about that? Well, based on my score prediction, yeah, uh, I think it's pretty clear which way I'm going. Uh, yeah, take it. All right. So next next game, um, we were just talking trash about him a little bit, but Falcons versus Tampa Bay. Our hometown team, quote unquote. We went back and forth on our hometown team. Yeah, that's pretty weird to say. You did comment how you like the uh, radio guys today, so they, I did. 
Atlanta, Atlanta Sports Radio is pretty. 92 9. No free ads. Um, <laughs> so I think I, I like the Falcons in this one, man. I, I mean, I think that their offense has played good. I think that they see that, you know, while they're, they're probably out of it, I think they got a chance to um, win a game. Jameis, first game back, Tampa. I don't know. I don't know about this one. Three three points. What, what, what do you got? Uh, first, let me comment and say that I don't think that the Falcons are probably out of it. But if they don't win this week, then, yeah, I'll probably jump over and say, yeah, now they're probably out of it. But if they win this week, which they need this week, it's a division game. I mean, that's it's big for them, kind of really, in the way that their offense has been rolling. Like you said, they should win. And I like that line. I think they're going to win by seven at least. So I'll take that bet, too. All right. Uh, next game. Patriots minus three versus Kansas City. I'm riding with the Patriots on this one. Are you really? Yeah, I'm taking the Patriots. So you're, do you think that the Patriots are going to give Kansas City their first loss? I, I do. I think the Patriots are going to do it. I think the, they're starting to figure out what's going on on offense. I think that they are. Um, Edelman back clearly helps that team a lot. I'm not sure how they're going to stop Kansas City in that, that offense, but if you think... I just don't see Kansas City beating New England in New England two years in a row. So I just think I'm playing the trends here. I, I think the, the the Patriots will get find a way to get it done. Uh, let's talk about a couple of things, being the Patriots. And I am not – we talked about it before the podcast. I wasn't a fan when the Patriots beat the Rams in the Super Bowl, right? Uh, and the Cheatriots or however you want to call them, cheaters, whatever, but – I don't care if you like them or not. The point is, is Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are Hall of Famers first ballot, no question about it. And in my opinion, Tom Brady is, is the best quarterback to ever play the game. And I know that's debatable by many. But I will say this. We always have known the Patriots, when they do get off to a slow start, they end up figuring it out. And they ended up finding their ways to the playoffs or the Super Bowl and doing Patriot things. And until those two guys I just talked about and Brady and Belichick go away, I understand why many would make this pick of, of the line here. I'm taking Kansas City, though. I think that uh, the Patriots' defense is not the same bend but do not break defense that they have been in the past. And I think the Kansas City office is so well coached by Andy Reid, who I love personally as a head coach. Uh, but, you know, again, that offense is just so explosive that. The Patriots defense is going to have time to figure it out. Uh, and you don't Do you like give, the line or what? I already said. I, I'm taking Kansas City. Okay. So you like Kansas City plus three points. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Next next bet. Jacksonville versus Dallas. Yes. All right. What Just is it? Jacksonville's laying three points versus Dallas. What do you think about that? I got Jacksonville covering that, that line. No question. Dallas is what is Dallas? Do we even know right now? Dallas is I don't know what the hell they are. Dallas is a not America's team. They're not. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're Jerry's team. That's really about it. So I, I think Jacksonville tough loss, turned it over a ton last week. I don't think they're going to do that again. I, I think they'll they'll play better, and I think they'll win. Uh, how many more years do they have, Dak? How many? Let me ask you this: How many more years is he gonna Dude, start? Dak, Dak was a fraud. Honestly, he had the, his rookie year was he played, very impressive. He, he played he played good his rookie year, but everything he, they had that on team, offense. yeah, they, they had everything. They had the offensive line was rolling. They're uh, obviously at the back. 
Ezekiel Elliott was a monster. So they don't have that right now, and they don't have the receivers to, to really help them. And he's just not that good. That's all you can really say. So I think Jacksonville's, Jacksonville's going to win by more than three. Dude, that defense yeah. is still you know very good. Boros did throw four picks last week, yeah, which was insane. But uh, yeah, it's Dallas not going to happen again. No, That's the whole point. and Sean Lee is hurt once again, which is why they drafted you know Boise State boys. So. Um, at the end of the day, I like the line. I'm taking Jacks. All right. And finally, last game, Bengals. I've been on Cincy all year. I don't care. Bengals versus Steelers. Bengals, Bengals minus two. I think they win by a field goal. I like, obviously, like the Steelers. Uh, shout out Steelers Street. And um, I think that Big Ben is great. But for some reason, I think the Bengals are just going to find a way to get a cover. Maybe it's their year. Nope, not me. Um, I'm taking Pittsburgh for sure in the points. Um, I Big Ben still. Look at Saquon right Saquon now. Saquon is doing his damn thing. Look he, at him. Man, dude, he's making dudes miss all, all of. Oh, wow. gosh. What a huge run. Over 50 it was yards. A screen. A sick play. Um, oh, it was a screen play? Yeah. I didn't see the beginning of it. But anyway, they needed that because they're down 14-3. You guys will know the score by this time this comes out. <laughs> Let me say that. If you weren't, if you weren't aware. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Saquon's a stud, dude. Uh, no doubt about that. But, you know, like I said, the Steelers, they're going to win this game. Big Ben's going to do what he does all the time. And James Conner played very well last week, and I see that trend continuing. Uh, Andy Dalton, he's Andy Dalton, man. Like, come on. Come on. Yeah, they got some good players there. Yeah, I know them. they do, Joe but Mixon, he's, just, he's just he's in the same tier as Flacco. If, if they... If, and if, they've always been in the same tier. If, if Steelers actually cover this bet, I'll, I'll be so disappointed in myself that I, I, I jumped on the Bengals when I knew that they're the Bengals. So, all right, so let's give them one more this week. I wrote it down. Um, Raiders versus the Seahawks. I, uh, I'm i feeling like the Seahawks on this one, man. What is the line? Three points. Se- Seahawks are favored. Okay. Um, I think the Raiders are, 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 are train wrecks, and I don't, I don't think that... You don't have to think. You can look, watch and look at them, and it's, true. it's obviously that they are. Breaking news. The, the Raiders are a train wreck. <laughs> oh, Wayne Gallman dropped pass. Yeah. I uh, can't have that against this team. Yeah, uh, yeah I th- I'm taking Seattle after what I saw last week. There's no question that, you know, Seattle, they're still fighting, man. And they, you know, when you have Russell Wilson and the way that ground game's going right now, they are going to win this game. Because where's Amari Cooper been the last two years? Dude. I mean, what has happened to Amari Cooper? Nobody knows. I mean, well, is it, he was supposed to be the guy, then Crabtree was actually their guy. And then he'll just like show up for like one game for like 300 yards and then he'll just be, he'll disappear for the next three weeks. So yep. Seattle, I'll take that one. Uh, you know what? That was, uh, an awesome dude. I feel good about those picks. I feel good about, I feel just as good about those picks as I did last week. We went four and one. We're on a hot streak. Maybe we can, uh, we can actually get into some real money here this week. All right. So you got to go ahead and call your bookie. Call him. Let him know what's up. Another screen pass. Up, oh, stiff arm. One guy. Here comes Saquon. There's flag. a flag coming back. It's a hold. He's still got about 10 yards. So it's been a great episode. A little, yeah, little, but before little we go, play. before we go, dude, got to give a shout out to Drew Brees, man. Oh, you're right. I mean, you, the guy has been such a, a paramount player in this league. And, uh, man, breaking Peyton Manning's record. And, man, Drew Brees, class act. He's a Christian, which I love. And, uh, 
man, it's awesome to see him do what he did. Yeah, he um, he's a stud, man, and and, and he's he revived that city, bro, for sure. He was he was huge for them, and and being in Atlanta, a lot of people don't obviously like the Saints. It's a kind of a big rivalry, but there's actually a ton of Saints fans here because there's a because bunch they, of different people here well, too. Well, that, but when Katrina happened, a lot of people kind migrated of migrated over yeah, here. They came up here for that and they ended up staying. So there's actually a lot of Saints fans in Atlanta. And But dude, it's tough not to like the Saints. They're, they're a good organization. You know, I mean, they, they are. It's tough not I mean, to I don't like the Saints, but I love Drew Brees. I kind of wish that he uh, had stayed with the uh, Chargers. I mean, because because you know they took a chance on him and they let him walk and damn, you know they're kicking themselves. Yeah, they are. No, well, dude, Philip Rivers. I mean, been Rivers good, has man. been I mean, really good, really good. But but hindsight before yeah. Philip Rivers, yeah. I yes. mean, they're like, oh, freak. Uh, but you know what? Good for Drew Brees, and uh, you know, I hope he continues to stay healthy. And he's, I think he's got a couple more years in him. Congrats, I mean, he looks, Drew. He looks. Yeah, congrats. Thanks for listening to Rampage <laughs> yeah. Radio Shout podcast. Out. <laughs> Shout us out. <laughs> Uh, dude, well, this has been fun, man. I've enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going to sit here and we're going to sign off. And we're going to watch the rest of this half and then uh, we'll part ways. But man, it's been fun. I love you, dude. I'm so happy you're a dad. And uh, again, I'm so glad we're in the same room together. So Appreciate it, man. Glad you're here. And uh, you guys, listeners, thanks for checking us out. As always, go hit us up on Twitter at Rampage Radio Pod at Rams Talk and subscribe to our no, podcast. No, not, not at Rams Talk. Okay, well, dude, you typed it on the sheet wrong. Okay? <laughs> Maybe. At Talk Rams. Because we all joined up with Rams Talk. And that's uh, Rams they, Talk. I need to consider that change there. No. That's, that was what was probably available. <laughs> I hear you. On Twitter. I mean, come on. But yeah, at Talk Rams. You know, you have the Rams Talk podcast. You have the Butting Heads. And you have ours. So check us all out, man. We're, we're here in this thing together. We all love the Rams, and this is primarily Rams stuff. So check us all out, and uh, thanks for joining in. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Sign off, Jay. All right, y'all have a great week. Go Rams. Stay bad and stay bougie. All right, deuces. is your own city, home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action! Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh my goodness! Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. 
relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.